you believe that we serve a mighty God how many of you know that there is no other name under heaven whereby men must be saved that that all that you need is wrapped up in the name of Jesus Christ come on put your hands together and just say Jesus right now come on somebody put your hands together and call on that name that name that's above every name that name where demons tremble that name where sickness flees come on right now put your hands together and lift up the name of Jesus Christ that beautiful powerful awesome grand name of Jesus hallelujah Lord Jesus hallelujah Lord Jesus Lord hallelujah Lord and you And yours is the glory, Lord. And yours is the name, the name above all. Jesus. And say, oh, what a powerful name it is. The name of Jesus. And say, oh, Lord, your name is power, your name is mighty, and oh, it is the name of Jesus. Come on, thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I'm so grateful for the Lord Jesus Christ and all of the goodness and all of his mercy and all that he has brought to us. Anybody feel the power of God right now? Anybody feel the presence of the Lord here this morning? Well, I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. And I'm so excited that Pastor Joe and Sherry Carpenter are here with us. Can we give them a hand? They're going to... They've been such good friends to this church, such good friends to our pastor and and I know that God is going to do incredible things. And so I'm looking forward to him bringing the word and God doing incredible things. So how about we put our hands together and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords as Pastor Carpenter comes to bring the word this morning. Let's give that praise one more time to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What an incredible presence of the Lord is in the house today. And uh, why are you here? Why'd you get up this morning, get dressed, get the kids dressed, get breakfast, drive all the way here? What drove you here? What was the reason you showed up? I have a feeling you're here because you need something from the Lord today. We've all walked into this place. I pray you didn't walk in here out of tradition. I pray you're not here just because that's what you've always done on Sunday. That you're not here just because that's what your mom has done on Sunday and what your grandma did. But I pray that there was something more 
that brought you to the house of God today. And I believe by the end of this service today, whatever you came in this house with, God is able to deliver you, to see you through, to make a way where there seems to be no way, to open a door that seems to be shut in front of your face. Anybody come here with expectancy today? Anybody come to the house of the Lord saying, God, I'm coming to the house again. I, I need something from you today, God. Hallelujah. Jesus, we ask right now, God, that you would just continue to fill this house with your presence. I pray, God, that those that have walked in burdened by a need and a, 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 something that they need help with in their body, their finances, their family, their relationships, whatever it is, God, I pray, Lord, that by the time this service is over, that you have opened their understanding to your word and allowed them to see that you are the answer and you have the answers. And, and when they walk out of this place today, that they would feel their need fulfilled. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God bless you. You may be seated today. Let me first say thank you to Pastor Nate for allowing me <clears throat> to be here before you today. I do count it an honor to be here. We were, uh, we were praying for Sister Lisa. We came early and went over to the house and spent some time with them and prayed with her before we left. And <clears throat> we know that God is in control and God is perfect in all of his ways. He's perfect in all of his ways. We believe for a quick recovery for her and uh, we're just trusting God. Everybody say in Jesus' name. There's many familiar faces here, people that uh, I, I love, and I would begin to name names, but I would forget some. But it's so good to see so many familiar faces today. Good to be here. I, I'm coming to you today with a text that you have no doubt read or heard preached a number of times before now. It is found in the book of Matthew, the book of Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Here's what it says. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word, and his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I must not send, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Is there anyone in this house today that has a need in your life? I suspect that everyone under the sound of my voice has a need. In fact, I would go a step further and say that most people in this room today 
have one or more major needs in their life. Some are looking at devastating family problems. Some at financial difficulty or problems with our children. Some are looking at their own souls and realizing that they are lost. And there are others that are looking at a disease and wondering what is lying ahead of my life. I could literally stand here all day long and not exhaust the list of problems and people that are facing those problems today. And in the midst of your mounting problems and you need someone that you can go to, someone that can help you. You need an answer. But before we move forward, I just wonder if we could just one more time raise our hands to the heavens. Lift your hands if you're comfortable and cry out to the Lord. The scripture says, ask and you shall receive. Father, we come before you today. We come before your throne today. We pray and we bring to you our needs, our hearts that are heavy. We bring you our hurts and our pains from a life that has not been kind. We, we are weak and we are struggling, but we are here. We have struggled to get here, but we are here. And so I ask God that your spirit uh, would fill this entire room. Uh, I pray that your word would uplift and encourage this congregation. We need you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. My message title today is simply this. When crumbs are enough. When crumbs are enough. This morning in our text we find Jesus being approached by a mother who is in a desperate situation. She needs something in her life. Have you ever been in a desperate situation before? Anyone been to a point in your life where it was imperative that you receive an answer? If you've never been there, then you might not understand the situation that this woman found herself in. You might not understand the determination and the perseverance that comes with desperation. When you're out of solutions, when you're exhausted and have exhausted all of your resources and used your last lifeline. Anyone know what I'm talking about today? Something begins to burn desperately inside of a person, in their spirit, in their being, and hence the saying that says, uh, desperate times call for desperate measures. This woman has nowhere else to go. She has nowhere else or no one else to turn to. Jesus is her very last hope. Her daughter is possessed and tormented by this evil spirit that has overtaken her body and the doctors could not medicate it out and the therapist could not talk it out of her. Only Jesus, He, he was the only one, the, her last chance, her last hope to find freedom for her daughter. So she makes her way to see Him. She knows something about Jesus. She has some insight into who He is and what He is capable of of doing. In recording the same event, Mark tells us in the book of Mark chapter 7 verse 25 that the woman had heard of Jesus. Perhaps she had heard of how Jesus healed all manner of diseases and about how he had opened the eyes of the blind and unstopped the ears of the deaf and 
about how he had driven out the demons from other people. She may have heard about how Jesus had gone over into another country and had delivered the man possessed by the legion of demons. She, she may have said if he can deliver that man from a legion of demons, surely this same Jesus can deliver my daughter from the grips of the devil. You see, she was desperate. Anybody been desperate? Her faith brings new meaning to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This woman came to Jesus because faith and hope had sparked in her heart. She needed something that society had not been able to provide for her. She was looking for something that her dead religion had been, had been powerless to give to her. She needed a solution that she had not been able to provide by her own self-efforts and self-help. She was desperate and she saw Jesus as her last hope. I'm sure it sounds familiar to many in here today. People have walked into the doors of this church, turned on live stream today, and they have a desperate situation in their life. Perhaps you've exhausted every mean at your disposal, and you don't know where you're going to turn to help. Maybe you need salvation, or, or maybe you need uh, a restoration in your life, or maybe you need forgiveness. Whatever the need is in your life today, there was something that caused you to get up, set the alarm clock, get up this morning, get yourself ready, get in the car, and drive all the way down to church, however long it may have been, and walk in these doors. There was something in your life uh, that made you walk in here today. And I've come to tell somebody, Jesus is still the answer. He's still the answer. Somebody give God some praise. Hallelujah. This woman brings her petition to Jesus like many have here today. Not only does she bring her need to Jesus, but she brings her persistence to Jesus. She comes to Jesus for help when she doesn't get a response at what, the way she wanted. She does not give up. She had to overcome the fact that she was not a Jew by blood. She was a descendant from a cursed people. When Joshua led the people of Israel to Canaan, they had been commanded to totally destroy all the Canaanites. And she was a member of this doomed race. She was not of the Jewish religion. She was from a region known for their vile religious practices. This, this woman already had two strikes against her when she walked into the house where Jesus was. And yet she came to Jesus and cried out all the same. Have mercy on me. O Lord, son of David. Here she was, a Gentile mother, crying out to a Jewish Messiah. She had no right to come to Jesus. She had no right to ask for anything. She was a Gentile and Jesus hears her, but Jesus does not answer. Then when Jesus does finally answer her, he's abrupt. As Jesus speaks to the woman in verse 23, 26, he, his words appear harsh to our ears. His words must have shaken her to the very core of her being and even broke her heart. First, he simply ignores her and then he tells her that his whole purpose in coming to the world was to reach the lost sheep of Israel, not her. But she persists. 
Jesus tells her that she's a dog. And she doesn't deserve the children's bread. She had to overcome the reality of her situation. Sometimes the realities of our situation are harsh. Sometimes the realities are are harsh. Her her daughter was possessed by a devil. She she was a member of a doomed race. Uh, Religious men did not seem to care about her situation at all. It must have appeared that her situation was hopeless. Some of you are looking at some of the same barriers today. You may feel like you are lost and you are reaching out for a Savior, but you feel like you have no right to come to Him because of what's gone on in your past. What people think about you. What they see when they see you. All roadblocks trying to keep you from receiving a release in your situation. You've discovered that religion will not work. You've experienced the rejection of religious people around you. And yet you still are searching for a change in your situation. In Mark's account of the encounter, he records Jesus as saying, Let the children first be filled. The word first was what broke the heart. Or what uh, uh, the, the word first was, was this broken-hearted mother's little word that she needed to hear first. (laughs) Jesus did not say, you cannot have what you're looking for. He said, I've come to the children of Israel first. He's saying they must be filled first. And she took that means or the meaning that if they were first, there had to be seconds. Anybody went secondhand shopping before? Come on now. Anybody went up to the bargain aisle and saw the leftovers? Anybody wearing some leftovers? This woman obviously was a garage sale woman. She was obviously an outlet woman because she wasn't concerned about getting the first. That didn't seem to bother. As a matter of fact, it encouraged. There's nothing that encourages my wife more than a for sale sign. Nothing that gets a spark in her eye than something that is secondhand at a good deal. It's just as good as the brand new one, but you don't have to pay as much for it. You don't have to be somebody to get it. You don't have to, oh, I wish somebody would hear what I'm saying. You don't have to have the right pedigree to wear it. You don't have to have the right bloodline, but it's still available to you. This is what the woman in my mind, this is kind of her chic is coming from. As she heard Jesus says, you can't have the first. She was thinking, that's fine with me. I've lived with seconds my whole life. If there's a first, there's got to be a second. It was like a scene out of Dumb and Dumber. Don't admit you watched it. Lloyd asked Mary, what are the chances of us becoming a couple? Mary said, I'd say like one out of a million. So Lloyd responds, so you're telling me there's a chance. I have a feeling that's what this woman was like. Persistent. Persistent. Jesus said, I've got to fill my kids first. You mean there's a chance that there's some leftovers? She agrees with Jesus and she says... 
Yes, it isn't right to take food from the children's table and give it to the dogs, but even the dogs are often treated with a moral from the table. All I'm asking of you, this is some kind of faith. This is some kind of faith here. All I'm asking of you is not to have the whole enchilada, but if you just give me a bite off the end or give me a little bit of the leftovers that fall out of the taco after... Some of you know what I'm talking about. A little bit of the sup, a little bit of what's at the bottom of the bowl. She said, if you'll just give me a crumb, I know that in that crumb, there's enough power to take care of the situation that I'm going through in my life. Hallelujah. Don't be discouraged when there's obstacles in front of your faith. Almost always it turns into an opportunity. Don't let the obstacle discourage you. Have a persistence of the woman that says, I'm going to just keep going for it. He cried, uh, he cried out to Jesus, uh, have mercy on me. Uh, the obstacles were all around him. They said, you need to be quiet, Bartimaeus. Uh, he said, oh no, the obstacles making me be more persistent. Uh, and Bartimaeus cries out all the more, Jesus, uh, thou son of David, have mercy upon me. The crowd was an obstacle blocking her from getting to Jesus. But the woman had an issue of blood and she was desperate. She was out of money. She had tried every doctor that she could go to. She had tried every self-help book. Everything that she had could try. And finally she said, even if I have to crawl my way, even if I have to get dirt in my fingernails and crawl through legs, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment because I know I don't need the whole Jesus if I can just get to his hymn I've come to tell somebody today all you need are the crumbs the crumbs are enough just get to Jesus just grab a little bit hallelujah you've come in this place with a need there's no reason you should leave without having it met Jesus ignored her compares her to a dog yet she persists most folks would have thrown up their hands in frustration, stormed off in anger. You know how we are. I don't need this. So much for your God of love, your message of compassion, and your narrow, bigoted religion. I don't want anything to do with a God of a religion like that. That's the way many react when they do not get what they want. When they don't get it when they want it. But not this woman. She was desperate. She was persistent. She persisted in spite of everything that was thrown into her pathway. She persisted because there was too much at stake. Her little daughter needed to be delivered from bondage. Her family needed to be saved. She needed help from... And, and she was determined to get help from Jesus. A crumb might have been all that she could get, but she had faith that believed a crumb was enough. A crumb is enough. Someone in this place needs to push through the obstacles that have been set in front of you. You have too much to lose to give up now. I'm desperate. I need a miracle. I need to touch Jesus. There's too much at stake this Sunday. 
Well, Pastor, I, I've already prayed that way. I, I prayed about it and I, and I prayed again and I already asked God and, and I ask again. But I challenge you to be like this poor mother. Just keep bringing your need to Jesus uh, until the answer comes. Uh, keep seeking His face uh, until He responds. Uh, keep asking. Uh, keep seeking. Keep knocking. And in His time, you will receive. You will receive. I, I've prayed often, God, with three little words, ten letters in total. Three words, ten letters. Let there be. With those three words, you created this amazing universe. And all I'm asking. From you today, God, is just three words. Ten letters. You don't have to exhaust yourself this morning, God. I know within you, within those three words, let there be, I can have my life changed. I need to have a let there be in my life today. I don't ask for much, uh, just for three words, uh, just for ten letters. Uh, you don't even have to say a word, actually, God. If you would just, if you would just breathe over my situation, I have the kind of faith that believes uh, even the breath of God uh, is able to restore, is able to deliver, is able to change my life. God, I have that kind of faith. Uh, if you'll just give me a breath, uh, if you'll just give me three words, uh, if you'll just let a crumb fall from the table, my situation can be changed. I wish somebody would give God some praise in the house today. Hallelujah! Anybody desperate in the house today? Anybody walk into this room today thinking, God, uh, I need something from you. I can't go another week carrying this. Uh, I can't go another day. I've got to have an answer. I've got to have a breakthrough. I've come to tell you, if you can just muster up the faith uh, to say, Lord, uh, just a crumb is going to do. Uh, just a breath is going to do. Just three words. God is going to see you through. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus rewards this woman's faith by giving her exactly what she asked for. He healed her daughter. And this crumb-like faith of hers was so strong that she didn't even need proof. But she took Jesus at His word. She turned around and she went home to the miracle she believed was going to be there when she got home. Did you notice that? She knew when she got the miracle. She stayed until she received what she went for. And once he said, thy daughter is made whole, she didn't need any other confirmation. She didn't have to get her cell phone out and call grandma and them that were watching her by the bedside. She didn't have to get any kind of emails or telegrams or camel mail or whatever they had in that day. She had the kind of faith that says, if he said it, I know it's going to happen. And so she turns around from the floor of getting a bunch of crumbs off the floor and she marches her way back to home to find that her daughter is up and in her right mind. You can have the kind of miracle today. There's something inside of this woman, like Bartimaeus, like the woman with the issue of blood, that said, 
if I can't get to where Jesus is. Maybe you have prayed and sought God for your situation and things seem to remain the same. The devil and your flesh are whispering in your ear right now. They are saying it's no use. God doesn't care. Go away. Don't bother him. Don't bother him anymore. It's never going to change. I know that some folks are discouraged and defeated and you wonder if there's any use or any help for you. Take heart. Take heart today. There is hope if you can get just a crumb. A crumb is enough. That mustard seed faith that says, mountain, get out of my way. By faith today is the day when the master responds to the cries, Jesus, have mercy upon me. By faith, today is the day when you see your mountain moved in your life. By, by faith, today can be your day when you come to Him and call upon His name and you are saved. By faith, today when God speaks, uh, your soul can be changed. Uh, it's going to be alright. I hear the Master saying, uh, I'm going to take care of it. Uh, I hear the voice of God. Uh, bring the need to Him one more time today. Bring it with the faith of a mustard seed that can move a mountain. Bring it to Him and place it in His hands today. You don't understand how big my problem is, preacher. No, I don't. But He does. You can look in the Bible and see what He can do. There's Jairus. He placed his daughter in the hands of Jesus. Jesus raised her from the dead. There's Lazarus, four days dead in a tomb, decaying and stinking and Mary and Martha said there's no hope. Jesus comes, calls His name. He walks out of the tomb. There is the multiple, the neat multiples, uh, a multitude that need to be fed, but they have no food. And Jesus multiplies the fish and bread and they have more than they need. There were the disciples in a boat and a storm in the middle of a lake in the dead of night and a storm hits. They thought they were going to go under. And Jesus steps under the helm and says, Peace be still. There were lepers that he healed. There were blind men that can now see. There were deaf men that can hear. There were crippled men that can now walk. There was a man possessed of demons and he is free. There is Jesus. He's hanging on a cross. He's dead. They take his body down and place it into a grave. But three days later, nothing can stop him. Hope is gone. It appears that the evil has won. But he still lives. He lives. He lives. If he can do these things, then surely this same God can answer your prayers on this Sunday. Surely He can save your lost ones. Surely He can save your soul. He can forgive you and restore you back into wholeness and into fellowship and into relationship. He can take whatever is wrong in your life this Sunday and He can make it right. Yes, He can do that. A crumb is enough. Just a crumb from the Lord's table is all that's needed today. I feel like God is wanting to meet some needs in this house today. As the musicians come, if you have a need, if you don't have a need, that's fine. But if, if you have a need today, I want you to stand to your feet. If there's a situation in your life and in your family that you walked into this house today and, and God had it on your mind and you were saying, Lord, I need some help, I want you to stand because this sermon was for you today. God has a miracle in the house for you today. If there's anybody in the house that has just that little bit of faith 
that says, God, I don't need everything. I just need three words. God, I don't need everything. I just need a crumb. I, I just need you to breathe. Are you in the house today? Hallelujah. Mm, I feel the Holy Spirit in the house. I think God is wanting to do something today. Is there any desperate people in the house today? You don't want to be next to a desperate person in church. A desperate person doesn't care that you're wearing new. There you go. Desperate. Hmm. Do we have any desperate people? Desperation causes you to lose your pride. This woman laid her pride at the door. She said, it doesn't matter. He can call me a dog. They can say I'm not worthy. They can talk about my, my heritage. They can talk about my religion. They can talk about my race, and my bloodline, all that that doesn't add up to what they think it should be. I lay it all at the door because there's something inside of me that says I've got to get a miracle from Jesus. I'm going to open this altar today. I don't know how you, how you do church here, so I'm just going to do church my way. This altar represents the feet of Jesus. It represents the table that Jesus was sitting at having dinner with his disciples. You and I, we're not Jewish lineage. You and I, we, we shouldn't be. We shouldn't be here. We're, we're not supposed to be here. We're not, we're not chosen. We're not bloodline but but we have a desperate situation and we know sitting at that table is the one who's able i'm just a gentile but you know what if i know jesus has the answers i'm not too proud to make my way to where he is and to bow at his feet say oh god if you could just give me a crumb my situation can be restored He's in the house. I've preached the word. It's up to you. Jesus, will you come? That's it. Come on, somebody cry out to him. That's it. That's it. Come on. That's it. Have mercy. Hear my cry. That's it. Come on. Don't be afraid to come. I need you, Jesus. I need you, Jesus. That's it. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, Jesus. Come on, somebody, let your voice out. Let that voice out. Desperation is not timid. Desperation is not quiet. Desperation is not proud. Desperation cries out. Desperation doesn't care what anybody next to them thinks about them because they're in need. I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to get my situation. Come on, that's it, church. mercy on my children and mercy on my marriage and mercy on my body take care of the sickness I can't walk another walk I can't step another step
Oh 